From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William from Norfolk. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Nice to have a Hampton Roads flavor to today's Roth Report. How's everything <laughs> That's in, true. Uh, Very in the true. 757? Pretty calm. It's a little chilly down here, but uh, people are very nice. And uh, you're right. Yeah, this is kind of, you think of this area immediately, you think of Virginia Tech football, right? <laughs> well, I do. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great yeah. part of the Commonwealth of Virginia. There's no question about it. So many great Hokies in, in all sports, and even in non-sports. Great Hokies in business. Yeah. Some of Tech's most influential uh, donors and successful business types and political types. Uh, our Hampton Roads uh, currently, I mean, and some are crossover. You know, Aaron Rouse just won a big election in Norfolk, former Hokie That's right. football player. That's right. Uh, where you are. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of tech alums down there. It, it's, it's funny. So much of, of what we look at are the demographics of uh, where Hokie fans are and where Hokie alums are, and it really reflects the population of the state in general, right? So – we're here in Blacksburg, but the most, the, the the biggest number of tech alums and fans is D.C. And then the second would be the Richmond area. And then the third is Norfolk, <laughs> Hampton mm-hmm. Roads, right? And then, and then you go down right. and, and, and it just reflects the population of the state, which, you know, it's probably true for Bradford and, and UVA too. I mean, just in terms of total numbers. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, speaking of total numbers, fifty-five seventeen, uh, Tech just a complete whitewash of UVA, and uh, why in the world did that happen? Right? Did anybody see that coming? That kind of game? Wow! I wasn't surprised the game was a blowout, but I wasn't sure who was going to win it. <laughs> I, I mentioned this to people before the game. I said Tech has played seven ACC games this year, and each of the seven has been pretty lopsided, and and the 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 wins were blowout wins, and the losses were pretty much one-sided as well. You know, I think Tech's coaching staff did a great job of preparing the team for the game. Uh, and, and, and they were coming off a game that, that they, they did not play well. You know, they didn't like the way their senior day went at Lane Stadium, the way they played against NC State. And they, they wanted to show that they were better than that. And I, don't, I think the Hokies were ready to play a great game regardless of who they played. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, it was at Virginia. Yeah, sure, sure. But I think they played – as we discussed last week, Rick, they, they didn't play any way, anywhere near as well as they thought they could or, or as well as they hoped they would against NC State on either side of right. the ball. And they wanted they wanted another chance, and, and that really helped them in practice going into that game. I, I think the Hokies are ready to lay, lay the wood on regardless of who they played last week. Well, and you ask a great question. I was going to ask you, is this even still a rivalry? Tech 22-2 and in the last 24 games against UVA. It is because it's the two ACC teams in Virginia, and it's a rivalry in all sports. It's it's a rivalry in business, right? I mean, it's there. There's pride on both both campuses, or at least the Tech campus and the UVA grounds, right? The, the, mm-hmm. You know, you take pride in in your school. I can't explain why it's been so one sided. You know, if you look at UVA's record, other than the Tech games. Virginia's essentially been a 500 ACC team over the last 30 years. Right. But not against right. Tech. 
And and I think if you're a Virginia fan, um, you it's it's totally perplexing. The the there's a clock in the Virginia locker room counting down to the Virginia Tech game. So yes, it's a rivalry to Virginia. Now maybe they're not going to claim it after they get beat that bad, but they don't have a clock <laughs> counting down to the Carolina game. So you know I think I think all games are big for Virginia Tech, and and uh, I think the game means a lot to Tech fans. I think, ready. This is more cultural, Rick. I think being a Hokie means more to Virginia Tech folks than it does to UVA people. And, and that doesn't 100%. diminish the value of a UVA diploma. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's a great school. It's hard to get in. It's, it's, it's a great university. And you should, if you went there, of course you're proud to hang your diploma. But I think being a Hokie and what it is about means more to Virginia Tech people. It, it just, mm-hmm. there, there's such great pride in everything that we do and, and the relationships that Hokies make with other Hokies. And, I mean, you've seen it in the attendance this year. So I, I think everything means more. When you, to, to orange and maroon wearing Hokie fans, they take pride in the region. Um, you know, it's funny. Someone, someone screamed at, at, at me and Burnup you know, the press box is kind of in the stands, you know, at Virginia. So, you know, right, they, right. You know, go back over the mountain where you belong. They screamed at us. And I'm like, you know, we, we're we proud of where we're from, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. We're sure. Of, no like, problem. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're proud of going back over Afton Mountain and, and, and back to this part of the state, you know. Um, there's, it, but in their minds, that's that's a different part of the state. You know, and again, that's just sure. one or two people. But um, you know, we're we're proud to be from Southwest Virginia. There's great people, great things, and we're proud proud to represent the people who live here. Well, Tech fans are why Tech's going to get a uh, a good bowl game. What are you looking at? What are you thinking now? Where you? I'm going to let you. Know, you got teal you coming Tech's up on go. your show. You got teal coming up at the bottom of the hour. Incredibly, yeah, correct. And, and he can go into more detail. The Alabama Georgia game probably has more impact on where the Hokies will go bowling than any other game. Like, even if Florida State loses, I think the Knolls get a New Year's Six Bowl and, and, and Louisville goes to the Orange Bowl whether they win or lose on Saturday. But the SEC championship game impacts where Tech goes because of where the ReliQuest Bowl fits in in the ACC scheduling, bowl scheduling model, and that Notre Dame is a part of it. So I'll let Teal fill you all in. But I I think in in 10 seconds, if Alabama wins on Saturday, beats Georgia, the Hokies will probably go to the Military Bowl. But if Georgia wins, the Hokies probably go to Charlotte. But I'll let Teal fill you in. Okay. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Um, Transfer portal, big news. Uh, Daquan Wright is uh, leaving. Any other uh, any other potentials that Tech fans used to seeing that might be on the way out, and who might I hope be coming? No one else I mean, is the on the way out. Although, yeah, it wouldn't surprise you if you if you that's just the way it is in college football these days. Daquan announced that he wants to to leave, and and so he's publicly stated that. Tech's made some offers to some other players around the country, and uh, we'll see who's who's leaving and and who's coming. But it's it's a it's a huge impact right now. I mean, remember now, so so. You're limited to how many times you can transfer now if you, unless you're out of high school and haven't transferred. But when there's a coaching change like we have at Texas A&M or like we have at Syracuse mm-hmm. or like you have at Michigan State or like you have at Duke, 
Okay, the, those players are now available, so to speak. And we know what that means in in this, quote, era of the portal or free agency. Right. And and if you want to look at it from an NFL, NIL perspective, that's what the Hokies did so well last year, right? I mean, in getting their starting quarterback from Baylor and Jalen Lane from Middle Tennessee and Basial Tootin from uh, North Carolina A&T and Antoine Powell Ryland from Florida. Right? I mean, the Hokies had two players named second team all ACC. Neither one of them was on the team a year ago today. And, and I think mm-hmm. that That's right. there's, there's, That's right. there's ways to, to, to improve the 24 team here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and, and I, I mean, I'm serious, man. Look at Texas A&M's roster. <laughs> they got a lot of good players. Now, I'm not – that's a stretch to say someone from there would, would leave. But um, for a school like SMU that's coming into the ACC that probably has a lot of NIL money, uh, you know, and they're already in Texas, I think it's worth watching who, who comes and goes from College Station, Texas. And, and I think, again, in our league, the, the, there's, there's kids moving. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami announced he's in the portal. And right. know, that's going to be a good quarterback for somebody else next year. Mm-hmm. When you look at the playoff, FSU still there right now with Georgia, Washington, Michigan. But uh, is there an SEC disaster scenario? You don't think about it because he's always assumed they're going to have one, maybe two teams. What could really put the SEC off? Yeah, well, first of all, as we talk, discussed last last week, I, I said you know Florida State dropped out of the playoff last week, but they're now they're back mm-hmm. because of the they're they back. jumped Ohio State. And I think they'll stay there. I think there's some angst that if, if without Jordan Travis, a quarterback, would the committee drop them down? But the SEC scenario, it is, you know, it's really interesting. If Alabama beats Georgia, do they move the Bulldogs down because of their, you know, weak schedule type of, of argument? And then Horrible pick Texas schedule. over yeah. Alabama because they beat them head-to-head in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And if that were to happen, if that were to happen, then there would not be an SEC team in the playoff. So the SEC is hoping Georgia wins. By the way, I was thinking about this the other day uh, during the Michigan-Ohio State game. So next year we go to 12 teams in the playoff, right? And everyone's excited about it. I'm, I'm yes. for it too, right? We've yes. expanded yes. the playoff. Me too. Yeah, we've talked about it, yeah. But, but if we had a 12-team playoff this year, Ohio State – and Michigan would both be in it, correct? Because they're both in the top 12, right? Mm-hmm. What does right. that mean? What is the meaning, then, of the Michigan-Ohio State regular season finale game? If they're both in the playoff. Because you know what's going to happen, well, Rick? Guess... They're going to play the next week again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Ohio State and Michigan could play two meaningless games. And both make the playoff. They would meet in the regular season finale, then meet again in the Big Ten championship game. You could lose both, and you're still going to be in the top 12, potentially, right? Now, I know it's a big rivalry game. Yeah, potentially, but, yeah. But it, it takes yeah. away kind of like, well, if, if they're going to play three times, does the regular season game really mean anything? Well, to those fan bases, yes, but from a national perspective, no. Whereas the last couple of years, it's done incredible television ratings, you know, 15 million people watching the game. Just just incredible. I, I, I love college football rivalries. Um, like 
the, the Alabama-Auburn game the other night. It was just unbelievable. And uh, and the Tech-UVA game, too, right? I mean, it was a blowout game, and, and it was a quite the scene up there uh, of Virginia Tech fans. Before we break away, um, basketball. Hokies at Auburn tonight, late night uh, in Alabama. And the women um, going to be um, taking on LSU right final tomorrow four, night. Yeah, final four right. rematch tomorrow, both on the road. Uh, the men are 5-2. and two. Uh, They did not play well against FAU in Orlando on Saturday. They've got – or on Sunday. My, my days are all mixed up with all these games. Uh, Tech lost yeah, to FAU. I bet but so. Got, <laughs> you know the feeling, yeah. Yeah. Um, they play Auburn tonight on the road late, and then Louisville at Castle Sunday in the ACC opener. So I think, much like the football teams bounce back against NC State, after the NC State loss, the way they played, I, I think you're going to see two good showings from Mike Young's team tonight at Auburn and then against Louisville on Sunday. As for the women, you know, the, 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 the Tech's women's basketball team is ranked ninth. LSU is seventh, but it's having some off-court drama. Uh, it's a Final yes, Four rematch from last year. The game is at uh, the Maravich Center at LSU uh, tomorrow night that's on ESPN. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, both of those teams, both of those games on the road. Uh, LSU is really, really hard to beat uh, in Baton Rouge. I think everyone understands that. So this will be a great test for uh, Kenny Brooks and, 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 and Tech on the road. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. We're going to take a break, come back. It'll be the SMA update with Bill. We'll get his Baker team game of the week. Also, the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. Stay with us. The Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Virginia Tech men's and women's basketball teams are starting their 2023 season with strong expectations. Hokie fans are excited for the possibilities. We will be giving away tickets to several home games starting November the 15th on Big Dog Sports Talk and The Roth Report. Two tickets to Virginia Tech and Wolford will be given to a lucky caller. Listen to Rick Watson each morning for more details. Louise Marshall and Rhonda, the Louise Baker team, remind you to go Hokies. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling, and True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Back here on the Roth Report on BDST and heading into December coming up soon, Bill, with the SMA folks. Yeah, we only have a couple weeks left of uh, classes for the semester and then finals at Tech. Uh, today in our class, we're going to go behind the scenes. We're going to go inside a production truck and, and watch what each person does. What does the producer do? Oh, cool. Where does he or she, she, he, he or she sit? 
What does the director do? What does the technical director do? What does the graphics person do? What does the audio person do? What does the A2, that's the number two audio person, where is he or she during the game? What do they do? How do the camera guys or girls, ladies, know who to shoot? Everything is, is, a, is choreographed, right? So um, we, we go behind the scenes. We've got a camera shot chart that tells when there's a punt, camera three, you're focusing on the visiting coach. Because if the punt gets run back for a touchdown by the visiting team, we want a shot of the coach, right? If it's a field goal, who's covering what? And then what we cover on each play in football. And then basketball as well. And then, and then we also go behind the scenes uh, with the Skycam people, uh, setting up at Lane Stadium, how they do it. Because most of the jobs, as you know, Rick, are behind the scenes. They're productions and technical mm-hmm. stuff. And, and right. the, the, the producers and the executives. Uh, we did a, a ROI project last week, too, like the, the business side of it. Because it, it, it's, it's the broadcasting business. And so you need to understand, as a student, well, how, how does the, the money situation work? How does the financial model work in broadcasting? Because it's changing, just like college athletics finances are changing so is sports media uh monetization of different things so but today we're going behind the scenes because that's where most of our alums will end up working i like it man i love it all right uh, baker team game of the week i always love this too uh is there just one that's too obvious to ignore yeah don't you think yeah i think yeah i think so I yeah, Georgia-Alabama so. football it impacts Virginia Tech's bowl destination it impacts the college football playoff right and, you know, it's Kirby Smart against Nick Saban. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I, I, you know, Alabama Alabama pulled the get-out-of-jail-free card uh, to beat Auburn uh, in a big <laughs> yeah, way last did. week. We'll see, how they, we'll see how they play here against Georgia um, at the Georgia uh, in Atlanta on Saturday. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. I always love these. Uh, where are we headed this week with well, the bowl season upon well, us? Well, you know, the Cheez-It Bowl is no longer, so the Pop-Tarts Bowl is taking its place. An ACC team will go to that in Orlando. <laughs> and they're coming up. They have an edible mascot. Have you read about this, Rick? <laughs> no. No, I have not. So what they're going to do is they're going to have a pop tart. It's the pop tart bowl. They're going to they're going to bake a massive pop tart, like a huge, like a five foot <laughs> long pop tart, and they're going to put it right. on someone in a mascot suit. <laughs> and when the game ends, the winning team gets to eat. The mascot, now, not not the not the person, but it's an actual. It'll be the world's largest pop tart, but it will be somehow attached to the outside of the mascot costume, front and back. And the kids will be able to pull a piece. That's of the, the greatest pop-tart thing I've ever heard. It. <laughs> greatest idea ever, isn't it? The fact that we're talking about yes. it, yes, and 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 that will be viral video. Uh. Like Duke's mayo, you dump wow. the mayo on the coach, right? I've done the the yeah. French fr- the potato bowl several times <laughs> in Boise, and they dump French fries on the winning coach. It's yeah, all marketing, right? right? So the pop tart bowl is. debut. Someone's going to get their pop tart bowl bid Sunday. By the way, I like pop tarts. <laughs> I, I 
I know, me too. You'd be all over that. You would be you'd be the first one down there to take a little chunk of off the shoulder. I could see you doing that. <laughs> the thing is he's gonna be outside running Great. around the entire game in it. I <laughs> It's it's the, oh, it's the, it's I love the that. someone thought of it and they've designed it. That's the thing. And somewhere in Orlando, I love it. Someone in Orlando, there's a pizza oven or a massive oven where later this <laughs> month, or in, early in December, they're going to bake the world's largest Pop Tart. That's the thing. Uh, anyway, my, our top three, because the Pop Tarts bowl is going to move into the into this slot. My my all time favorite bowl okay. names of real bowls. Okay. Number three was the GoDaddy.com bowl. Mm-hmm. That's a web uh, internet. That's the web page. Domain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, GoDaddy, GoDaddy, yeah, that whole thing. Okay. Number two, we played yeah, it. Yeah. The Pool and Weed Eater Independence Bowl, where everybody Still got a weed whacker. Still love that one, too. Great call. Yes. Here's your media <laughs> gift. We, we're trying to get these weed whackers back on the plane. Like, golly, <laughs> these are big. Can we do have to check this? Yeah, exactly. But my all-time favorite <laughs> bowl name, the Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> is that the new one? Is that the new name? No, is that now? No, or is that... It's not, no. No. Okay. Cherry Bundy, cherry Bundy Tart, Bundy cherry, tart cherry Drink, which apparently had <laughs> yeah. positive health benefits. Uh, cherry Bundy Tart Cherry sponsored the Boca Raton Bowl. And everybody got... Tart cherry drink as a gift. Interesting. Okay. So. All right. So what do you think? What do you think this week? Pool and weed eater bowl. Pool and weed eater bowl. Yeah. Are you are are you going? Are you leaning? Are you leaning? uh, Bama or Georgia? I think I'm. uh, I'm leaning Bama. I don't know why. I'm just leaning Bama a little bit. You're right. They got the. Get out of jail free card. They they're able to get on, and now they're going to focus. And you know, Nick Saban's tired of hearing about uh, his protege, right? So it's but time it's time to it, retake the SEC. It it would help the ACC. It would help the ACC, I think, overall if Georgia wins. It would help Tech. I mean, everybody Correct. would move up a, a, a slot in the bowl games. That's right. And, That's right. And it would create an amazing LSU Notre Dame ReliQuest Bowl where Brian Kelly coaches against his old old team. Oh, um, please, yes, that has okay. to happen. But yes. if if Georgia wins, if Bama wins, I it, it's going to be really interesting to see what the playoff committee does because if all these teams have one loss, right? Who's making the playoffs? The playoffs. I know. I know, right? So if 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 Alabama wins this game, then you've got Georgia and Texas and Alabama plus Oregon, Washington, right? You got That's five right. teams That's with right. one loss, right? And and they, and, the, and and Texas will have won at Alabama. I know, I know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's in the SEC's best interest if Georgia wins. There's no doubt. Give Georgia win. You're right. You're right. I want the chaos. So go back. You want go chaos? Uh, roll tide. Yeah, I want the chaos. I want the yeah. Roll tide. <laughs> if you want chaos, roll tide. Yeah. Or or, or even worse, <laughs> Michigan loses. Then what? Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Somehow Iowa shuts them down. Yeah, I know. It's going to be interesting. I don't think Iowa can outscore them, but 
I don't either. It would be. It would be. It would be a happy day in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> if, if yes, it would. Yes, it would. If Michigan if that lost, happened, I, if that there's there's no more concentration of Iowa Hawkeye fans right now than in the state of Ohio. That's for sure. Then in Ohio, right. But good it. to visit with that's you. Good it. luck to are uh, you tonight you too, down at the uh, ODU? Thanks, man. And uh, and uh, we'll know our bowl game on Sunday afternoon. We might know it Saturday night yep. unofficially, but Sunday we'll know it officially right. and we can talk about the Hokies bowl matchup uh, Absolutely. Next week. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Bye, have a great have week. A great Take day. care, brother. Bye-bye.